0: Blog Talk
1: Radio The following has taken place during Total Sports Live The Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio, and always, if and always we are always on, uh, always on TuneIn Radio. on on We are always on TuneIn Radio. Excuse me. If you miss any, if you miss any of today's podcast, or if you missed our previous podcast, you can download the TuneIn Radio app on your Apple or Android devices. And you can check them out all right there. Just search the TSL podcast. We've got a great show for you guys today. And we're talking a little bit of college football. Yes, the college football season is getting underway, and it's going to be a good one. Well, technically, college football already got underway for all, all the diehard fans out there with the SDS. in Montana shocking the world and pulling the upset over North Dakota State. But today we want to talk a little bit about some Villanova Wildcats football. The Wildcats are looking to have a strong 2015 season, led by seniors John Robinson and Don and Don Cherry. But to talk about, but the but to talk with, but to talk with me about that and more here on the pod is none other than Brian. You are of VUHoops dot com. Brian, how are you doing? And thanks for coming on.
0: Hey, I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, and uh, glad to have you on here. And before we jump in talking about Villanova, it's been a busy couple. It's been a busy past few hours for FCS, and it looks like that Coastal Carolina is leaving the Big South, Big South for the Sun Belt Conference in 2017. What impact, if anything, does that have on the Big South Conference with Coastal Carolina, who is currently ranked fifth in the SCS national poll? What does that kind of what does the impact have on the Big
0: South? Yeah, no, I mean the Big South conference looked like they were kind of a conference on the rise. They had Coastal Carolina obviously the last couple of years has been really strong and, and Liberty I think was, was right up there with them last year. Uh they just kinda added Monmouth University to replace Stony Brook and looked like mm-hmm. they were starting to get some stability and this move kinda puts them in the spot where now they're gonna scramble to look for another school.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. It looks to scramble because it seemed like when it was coming down to this whole decision of who was going to go to the Sun Belt, it was either going to be between Coastal Carolina and Eastern Kentucky, but it looked like Coastal Carolina, as there's supposed to be a press conference at 1 o'clock about that. Do you think they are – you, in your opinion, who are like some potential teams that you could see going to the Big South?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty slim picking, to be honest with you. That That region is, you know, the Big South and then – you know, mm-hmm. you've got uh you know, the 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 Southern Conference and then, you know, I mean there's there's some other smaller schools. I mean, someone threw out maybe Jacksonville as as an option. Um, they're in the Pioneer League, which is a non scholarship. Um so the transition to the Big South might be difficult for a school like that, but they, they've yeah. also been in trouble with, with the, the, the Pioneer League for giving some, some uh financial aid. So they might be willing to start making that transition.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I heard about that news about I heard about that news with the whole with the whole uh, scholarship thing with Jacksonville. But other than that in the S D S we also saw last Saturday the college football season began and for a lot of us college football fans it began last Saturday with the S D S kickoff. Uh first I just want to ask you what did you think about uh ESPN actually putting the S D S on the big stage and then Secondly, we saw Montana upset number one North Dakota State. And were you surprised about
0: that? Yeah, um, I I think it's great that that ESPN is doing that. And, uh, you know, they obviously give most of the love to the the, the big time. Um, But, you know, they know that America loves football. And and there's definitely some interesting storylines and some great teams and and FCS. So um, giving that spotlight, especially, you know, early in the season um, to those schools is great. I think um, it, it is a little surprising to a lot of people that that Montana managed to pull off the upset, but you, know, you got to keep in mind they they brought in uh, you know Coach Stitt, who um, you know a little bit under the radar for the casual fan, but at Colorado School of Mines he uh, you know really made a name for himself doing some some very interesting stuff. So um, I, I think you know that that win was product of some really good coaching and uh, you know a team that that was ready for for pretty much anything. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was watching that game and I think Coach Stitt said, you know,
1: I think they asked him at halftime, "You just going to keep on going for it on fourth down. And He has no problem with going for it on fourth down. It's just kind of like gut instinct. Like, okay, I'll go for fourth down right here. No, I won't. And I think that kind of shocked, like he said, it was kind of like a shock for North, for North Dakota State. Like, they just came out just like bleeding. It was just like, hold up. Like, this is, a, this is a crazy atmosphere. Because we've seen North Dakota State, you know, always in this first week of the season going out and, you know, dominant and going out to like the big the the big D one the FBS schools. Like last year, I think being Iowa State, we always seen them on the on the side of beating a big beating a big uh, FBS school. And now Montana returns the favor, and that should definitely help them move up in the polls this upcoming week, possibly.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, was a little bit of the table being turned. Yeah, normally uh, North Dakota State's kind of the the you know you know guy trying to go get the upset in that first week and early in the season. And uh this time <laughs> this time it was them on the the flip side of that. But I mean it was it was a great game and, and you know for both teams it came down to the wire. So I wouldn't expect North Dakota State to, you know, drop too far in the polls either, but but Montana's gonna gonna get some benefit of that win.
1: Yeah, definitely. And let's, you know, let's move let's move
0: on and talk about what we're here to
1: talk about today. And that is the villain over wildcats, the Wildcats. Finished last season eleven and three seven and one in the C in the CAA. They beat Liberty twenty nine to twenty two in the FCS playoffs, but then the next week the Sam Houston State in the quarterfinals thirty four to thirty one. And the question is because this team, you know, even if they they lost a couple of key guys like a Poppy Livers or a Kevin Monagai Mon- on uh on uh on on also on the offensive side at running back, with this team still returning a lot of starters and a lot of Promising playmakers on both sides of the ball. In your opinion, can this team make a national championship run?
0: Um, you know, they have the talent. And I think the biggest question mark for the team this year, even with those losses on offense, is, is really going to be the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, there's two new faces on the offensive line. Uh, the other three guys have kind of shuffled around to a new spot. Um, you, you had two guards that, that moved out to, to tackle and uh, the new faces are coming in at guard, and then you've got a guard who, you know, a guy who moved over to uh, to play uh, to play center, and, and um, you know, all those guys, you know, have have good size. They have good, you know, talent levels. They're they're athletic for for offensive linemen, but you know, it, it's whether or not they're, you know, they've gelled during camp. Um, it's going to be the question for Villanova, and you never really know that until you get into a game. So I think that's what we're going to find out this week, um, and then. You know, the flip side of that also is, is Jake Proust, who's one of the offensive tackles. He's gonna play right tackle this year. Uh he's gonna play on Thursday, but uh he's gonna miss the next three weeks after that, um, to donate bone marrow. So, you know, that's another kind of hit to the offensive line, but you know, at least in that in that first game they'll they'll be intact in, and we'll kinda of get an idea of what they can do. And definitely, you mentioned
1: that first game, Nova last year. We saw in the first game on ESPN3 last year, we saw them almost pull the upset over Syracuse. And I was very glued and in tune to that game. It was just, just madness in that game. And this, this upcoming Thursday, they're back on the road again, taking on the FBS school. And UConn, UConn talking, saying that they're going to be the best team in college football. They're going to go undefeated this year. But for Villanova, what will be the keys to victory for them to pull this upset? Because they were so close last year against Syracuse, and I know they want to get that illustrious victory outside of the SCS to start the season.
0: Yeah, no, and I think uh, I think they're going to kind of rest their their you know you know put the emphasis I guess on on the defense a lot. Um, I think the, mm-hmm. the defensive line has a lot of depth and talent and. And, obviously, linebackers are, are really the, the strength of Villanova. I mean, it's the strongest unit on Villanova's team, hands down. Um, with Don Cherry, who's, you know, probably one of the best defensive players in, in FCS football. And then I think the secondary is pretty improved. I mean, you had a couple guys who were out last year um, who had a lot of very athletic guys in the secondary. So, you know, they'll be back, and I think there's there's good depth and good talent there. So, defensively, I think they should be strong, and, and they'll they'll look to kind of – see what they can get done, you know, stopping, uh, you know, uh, UConn's offense, which wasn't that good last year, although they have a new quarterback um, coming into this season. Offensively, I think Villanova just has to try to do kind of what they did last year against Syracuse. I mean, make some big plays, move the ball, and, uh, you know, if, if anything needs to change, it's the, the kicking game. They They can't miss a chip shot at the end for a win. Yeah, definitely. The field goal,
1: field goal game is key when it's in those, and when it when it's in when it's within these close games. And before we talk about one of the key players coming into this season, and for the entire season, and for this team on the offensive side, John Robertson. When we look at the CAA and in in, in in a whole, it's a pretty you know competitive. It's a pretty competitive conference. But a lot of people are saying that for Villanova, the biggest threat is Vlad is Badley. James Madison, who Villanova doesn't play toward the end of the season, in Harrisonburg, in Harrisonburg, uh, in the last week of the season. Do you see JMU being only the toughest competition for Villanova, or are we overlooking
0: other teams within the CAA? Yeah, no, I, I think um, you know New Hampshire is obviously a team that's been consistently strong over the years, and. Um you know, this year they, they're they're considered to be, you know, contender and if you look at their schedule, they're they're definitely gonna win win some games this year. So I, I think it's more than just JMU. Um but JMU's definitely the you know, the one that I think you circle on Villanova's schedule and go, This is the one that scares you the most. Because um, badly, um, last year I think he had a little bit of a of a slow start to the season as he was kind of getting acclimated to their offense. But you, you saw it kind of the second half of the season when he really started to click with those guys um he really started to look like he was one of the best, you know, best quarterbacks out there. And uh, you know, coming into this season, people are talking a lot about Carson Wentz and,
1: you know, mm-hmm. those
0: guys. I I think the real competition for for John Robertson uh, in, in terms of, you know, getting that that second um Walter Payton Award is that way. I, I think he he had the potential to to really light things up this year. Yeah,
1: you're you're definitely you're definitely right about that. i have you know seeing a lot of preseason of publications that had you know badly or or John Gibbs Jr. Carson Wentz, you know all these other quarterbacks given the praise and shine, but Robertson giving any of you know we talk about Robertson and people don't follow you on Twitter. You have kind of led this charge with the hashtag Pinball for Hire. Talk about the pinball for Heisman because you've been the, you've been leading the charge behind this thing. I know me and you talked a couple of weeks ago on Twitter about it, and you know you pointed out some stats to me where it's just like, wow, like this guy was really Robson was really putting up numbers that were comparable to the top guys in, in FBS quarterbacks like Marcus Mariota.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and I think you know obviously you're gonna get a, you're gonna dinged a little bit as an FCS guy. Because you're you're not necessarily going up against you know a, a Big 12 and SEC um, opposition mm-hmm. every week, but when you look at the stats that, that John Robertson puts up, you know they're really good. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not just a, a running guy. I mean, he, he runs right. and you know we we call him pinball pinball for Heisman because you know he he seems to just bounce off defenders like like a game pinball, right? <laughs> All right. And, and when he when he takes off, I mean that's that's kind of the impression you get. He just he looks amazing and you just kind of shake your head and go that that's not possible what he just did but at the same time if you look at his numbers last year he also turned into one of really the better passers out there in in college football period um in in particular if you look at his efficiency number i mean it was him and marcus mariota last year at at the top of the the heap and number 2 for all of college football sorry number 3 for all of college football behind those guys was well behind their efficiency number. I mean, he, he threw three interceptions all season. Right. You know, the next, the next guy down was through at least 10, I think. It's just, um, it, it's very impressive what he did as far as, as far as being efficient as a passer. His ability to run, I think helped him a lot with that. But generally speaking, when he dropped hat, got back and looked for his receiver, um, he did a very good job of, of making sure that it, it got where it was going, you know? So, um we started the pinball for Heisman thing, and, and it's really almost if you search that hashtag, it's it's me and maybe one or two other people who have used it. Um, our, our goal really is to kind of get some awareness out there and let, let people know that you know, this, this guy is one of the better players out there in college football this year. Um, we think he's worthy of somebody's Heisman vote. Um, I don't know if he's worthy to win it, but he's certainly worthy to get some attention and have his name put out there.
1: Oh, you're you're you got you're definitely right about that. I I went to go see Villanova versus Penn last year in person at Penn, and you know he was just outstanding. Now in Penn's Ivy League, but still, the way he was just able to just move the ball, like I said, the offense, just everything, just like the game just slows down. And It's just like when you watch him play, like you said, you're just like outstanding. Uh, just the the, the plays that he makes, not only with his not only with his feet, but with his arm, he's like the ultimate uh, dual threat quarterback per se when you when you look at you know when you look at the uh FBS ranks and last season he finished with uh he finished with a pretty good amount of uh two thousand two thousand eight hundred forty six passing yards, thirty five touchdowns, like he said, three interceptions, sixty five point four completion percentage, one thousand rushing yards, eleven touchdowns last season. Can you think can you think he can either duplicate this performance this season or go above that? Because, I mean if he goes above that then there's no way that he doesn't win the Walter Payton award again and there's no way that he shouldn't yeah. at least get a Heisman move.
0: Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see if he if he can um uh, kind of at least replicate it this year. I, I think, you know, some of those numbers, especially the you know well I think some of those numbers are a little bit inflated because, you know, the kicking game was so bad last year that uh, you know, John Robertson ended up getting a lot of fourth down um opportunities that it's you know, Villanova could have trusted the, the kicker to to make a field goal, um you know they probably would have would have won and kicked instead, um so you know he definitely added some yardage on on fourth downs that were not normal fourth down opportunities, but you know that said you know he, he certainly hasn't the step I don't think um from last year, so the question would just be if you know uh, a guy like Gary Underwood or something um you mm-hmm. know, has a breakout season and really demands more ball.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the last uh, that's the last part of our segment of our show. Who is other? Who are other players that fans should be looking at when you're watching this Villanova team during this season, or even going into Thursday night? Who are some guys to uh, keep your eye on? Because I know you mentioned like you said Gary Underwood, Don Cherry, like
0: and with those two, and who else should we be looking out for the rest of the season? Yeah, no, I Gary Underwood, um, I think showed some real flashes last year. He was injured for a little bit, but uh, he came in and, and took on a bigger role uh, when someone else got hurt earlier in the season. And, uh, you know, he, he had previously kind of everyone thought he was a decent running back but more of a guy to catch a ball out of the backfield. And last year they started giving him some carries where he really, you know, really seemed to to get some good runs out of him. So we're looking at, at, at Gary Underwood as a guy that we expect to have a big season. Um obviously I think if you if you're watching defense I think the the linebackers generally um, it's a tremendous unit I mean you've got a former um runner up for the best freshman in in FCS football um as as your number 2 outside linebacker on one side um the the, the level of talent they have there is is really really high. Uh, I think there's a there's a guy on the defensive line um Peno Pasignan Pasignon and I probably just butchered his name. Um <laughs> but uh but but you'll you'll be able to spot him. Um and and he's another real guy who uh real athletic kid, um and and I think uh you know, big guy. He can he's really gonna probably make some plays this year um at defensive end. Um and then also on offense you're gonna wanna look for, you know, guys like uh, Kevin Gullius, um who's gonna start at one of the outside uh, receiver positions. Um he had some some pretty spectacular catches last year. And uh, I think he's got some, you know, good chemistry with, with Robertson in the passing game. With, with Poppy Livers, um, you know, graduating, um, he, I think he'll be more of a focal point for the passing game. But I think his backup, uh, Lincoln Collins, another, is another guy who, um, you know, who'll get some, some reps in the rotation, and he's a, another big athletic receiver who I think can probably help stretch the field a little bit going Illinois as well.
1: Right, we're definitely going to keep an eye on that as Villanova will be taking on UConn Thursday night, 7:30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN3. If you got to watch espn you can check that out on there as well. So before we end, I'm going to put you on the spot here with a few questions here before we end out in the end out of the show. Number one, uh, what, who, how do you think Villanova finishes this season record-wise and in the playoffs? How do you think they finish? and uh and number 2 what do you expect for uh Camemonaga as he's fighting for a roster spot with the Philadelphia Eagles
0: yeah um, sure I, I think uh you know i think looking at the schedule i think they have a tough start to the football schedule um i don't i don't i don't want to make a prediction on wins and losses but i definitely think <laughs> that despite the fact that they that they've got a pretty rough start to the the schedule, I think they can, you know, they they should be able to win all of them. I'll, I'll pick them for, for two losses because that always happens um, and uh, a playoff first. And um, uh, if they don't get the two, if they end up without the two losses, that's even better. Um, and Kevin guy, you know, he, he made it through the first cut. Um, I know that that only took him, that, that took the roster down to 78. Um, I know a lot of people don't expect him to make the final cut down to 52. Um but even if he doesn't, I think he's gonna land somewhere. I think he's you know putting good work for for the Eagles and he shows that he can he can be um at the very least a you know a good serviceable player at that level so um we're we're hoping to we're hoping he catches on uh even if it's just practice squad so
1: yeah, definitely, definitely opened up some eyes here as for the Eagles fans watching. Like, who's this guy? He's from Villanova. Wow, I didn't know that yeah. v- Villanova had that type of talent. Yeah, they do have that talent right. type of talent, folks. Watch this season; he's, he's one of those They'll, guys. Uh, he's you. one
0: of those guys that's he's one of those guys that's just sneaky fast and a uh, very strong runner. You know, and if you watch him, my favorite thing to watch with Kevin Menon, guy is how his legs just keep moving until <laughs> the whistle blows. He'll be on his way to the ground, and his legs are still still going to try to get get the extra yard. I think that's the kind of thing that fans can appreciate, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely, because you want to see. That's what you want here running back. You want him to just keep on pushing, keep on going till so the final whistle blows. It. You know, I hope he. I definitely, because I think he's played outstanding as well. I hope he gets – get at least if he doesn't if he doesn't make the fifty three. I at least hope he stashed him on the practice squad because if they don't stash him on the practice squad, he's going to get snatched up by another team in uh, in no time. Uh, around the NFL, because if you need a running back, it's kind of a a lot of teams to look for running backs. So he could definitely be an option uh, somewhere else. And uh, that's probably definitely that end out our podcast here on Block Talk Radio. Again, I'd like to thank Brian for coming on once again from VUhoops.com. dot uh, com. Brian, where can we uh, check out your work? Follow you on Twitter. Just you know, give yourself a quick uh, give
0: yourself a quick promo promo right here. Sure thing. You can find me on Twitter. It's Brian than I underscore E-W-A-R-T, uh, and you can read everything I write, everything about Villanova football, everything about Villanova basketball over at com on the SB Nation Network. Definitely, and we're
1: I'm going to definitely have to have you back on during this football season and the basketball season, because there's a lot of interesting questions I have about Villanova basketball this year, so we're definitely going to have to have you uh, back on the podcast. Again, Brian, it was great to have you on, and let's see if Nova gets that victory on Thursday night.
0: All right. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. And, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to the TSL podcast here on Block Talk Radio. If you missed today's episode, again, you can check it out on BlockTalkRadio.com backslash Live, or on TuneIn or on the TuneIn Radio app. If you missed it, this will also be on TotalsportsLive.com. For everybody, this is Joe Van Alford again. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you guys later.